0: This guy's really into audio.
1: Welcome to Up Next, a podcast about music that we like. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Steffis, and I am joined, as always, by my better half.
0: Andrew Baldwin, I appreciate that you say better half every time. It's like you mean it. You complete
1: me, Andy. I I truthfully do mean that. Andy, how are you on this fine night? I'm just gonna pretend that we haven't been talking for like ten minutes in pre-pro.
0: Pre-pro, that's pretty. Eff- uh, that is. You sound legit. Um, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the last couple of days. I've just started watching nothing during my workday. Like so you're completing tasks. Just like. I'm completing tasks, but I mean, like, you know, just like, I have no desire to watch this, but I'm watching mm. it. Like, yesterday I watched Guns Akimbo. Do you know that movie? I don't. It's, it's with Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, and he gets, through plot devices, he gets these pistols bolted to his, like, hands.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And it's more funny and action-y than I'm making it sound. Like, it's a funny action movie. It wasn't bad, and then today I started watching The Da Vinci Code for no fucking reason. Um, Okay, so you're you're not accomplishing tasks. No, I am. But I'm like, okay, I did watch Guns Akimbo. I did not watch The Da Vinci Code. It was just on.
1: Some background content.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes I just want to hear Tom Hanks solving riddles. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dream, man. That's the dream.
1: (laughs) This is the kind of life that you just didn't have in the before times when you, you had to go to the office.
0: Exactly. Before in the before times, I had to like have a you know document up on one screen, and then on the other screen I had Hulu up, and it was just (laughs) always having to minimize it when people would walk by.
1: Yeah, you were having to hide your true self.
0: We're not about that anymore. No. What about you, man? How is how is your true self? Who knows? (laughs) Beats me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, you said you're doing great. I'm glad to hear that. But do you want to feel a whole lot worse, Andy?
0: Kind of now.
1: All right, let's talk about Christmas Island by AJJ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk about you. Well, this actually, I feel like talking about this album is talking about you because I listened <laughs> to it, my last listen through, because I pulled you and I listened with the lyrics pulled up and Alana was next to me and she's just like, is Steve okay? He's like, with his last couple album choices and I'm like, He's a sad boy, I'm coming to realize.
1: Andy, everything's fine.
0: That is what everyone says before they go postal. (laughs) So if you need help, I'm here. I'm one text away. Don't ever think about calling me, but you can text me all (laughs) you. That's true friendship.
1: You can Venmo me anytime. (laughs) All right, well, all jokes aside, Andy... Let's talk about this record, Christmas Island, from AJJ. Before we dig into the record, I think we, we have to ask ourselves, what is AJJ? So AJJ is a band from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, they formed in 2004 as Andrew Jackson Jihad, very problematic name, uh, which they changed officially in 2016 to AJJ, and they gave the following statement. One, we are not Muslims, and as such, it is disrespectful and irresponsible for us to use the word jihad in our band's name. Two, we no longer wish to be a living reminder of the president, Andrew Jackson. And you know, not a lot to argue with there.
0: I wholeheartedly thought they were just a bunch of punk Muslim kids, just (laughs) punk-loving Muslims, and then... I like you know Wikipedia them and I'm like ooh, I see the name change was beyond necessary.
1: (laughs) You know honestly, at the time when I heard that news, I was kind of like bummed out. I was like, no, like your whole thing is like being like, you know, a little offensive, a little edgy and dangerous. Like that's, that's the whole point. So, um, but you know, I've grown as a person and now I I really don't have any issue with it. It was probably the right move. Good so anyway we <laughs> we've established so far uh seven minutes in that ajj is a band uh from phoenix that used to have a different name <laughs> uh so anywho what kind of music does ajj play well here are some here are some genres that have been used to describe them courtesy of wikipedia folk punk folk rock anti-folk indie psychedelic folk lo-fi art rock and finally good ol' americana
0: all of that sounds so stupid and pretentious. I think the biggest is the first couple had folk in their name as in this is a huge part of their identity and then <laughs> slapping on in the middle is like also anti-folk. <laughs> they are not this. They seem very, they seem mutually exclusive.
1: Yeah, I think anti-folk was like, do you remember like bands like the Moldy Peaches and like uh, I think like Kimya Dawson, like that whole thing?
0: Not particular. Uh,
1: that was like early mid 2000s stuff that I think was it sounded like, uh, you know, old folk music, uh, but was kind of done sort of ironically, <laughs> which I think was the the anti okay. part of it.
0: I wrote this anti orchestra piece. <laughs> What's it for? Orchestra. It's funny, isn't it? It's ironic. It's like no, you just wrote an orchestra piece anyway. Go on. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's it's cool, man. This is a conversational podcast. Uh, So what has AJJ done over their illustrious career? Well, they've put out seven studio albums, uh, starting with Candy Cigarettes and Cap Guns in 2005, uh, and ending most recently with Good Luck Everybody, released in 2020. Uh, They've put out seven live albums, which I am a huge fan of. I love live albums when they're done well. Uh, Then they've got a bunch of EPs and splits and compilations. They've uh, ben on. So, you know, a pretty prolific, busy band over the years. Uh, the current lineup is Sean Barnett on lead vocals and acoustic guitar. He also writes all the lyrics. Uh, we have Ben Galady on bass and backing vocals, uh, Preston Bryant on lead guitar, keyboards, and backing vocals, Mark Glick on cello, and Owen Evans on drums and percussion. And I would say, it's a relatively new development that they've added, um, like, the electric guitarist and keyboards and cello as, like, a permanent, as permanent members of the band. They really relied more on, like, just acoustic guitar and upright bass and vocals, especially in the early days, but they've sort of evolved over time. I mean, you heard the long list of of genres they've covered. They've had to add some some instruments to make up for that.
0: You can't be anti folk with just a bass and a guitar. It's not ironic enough.
1: Indeed. All right. So, so I've been listening to this band for a long time. I uh, first came across them in college, and I can I can remember how this happened. I was searching YouTube for <laughs> for Woody Guthrie songs <laughs> because <laughs> I I am that particular kind of obnoxious person. Um. And anyway, A J J was in. Some of the results because they um i think the word is interpolate they interpolated the refrain of his song do re mi in one of their early songs called survival song um so i was immediately hooked when i heard that um obviously for me i'm the lyrics guy the lyrics captured me and have just kept me hooked ever since i also really love uh, sean Bennett as a guitar player especially since i've started kind of playing acoustic guitar i'm just always trying to uh emulate the way he plays he especially on their earlier work just plays like super hard super fast um doesn't use a pick has this really unique strumming pattern and technique um that i'm always trying to copy uh with very little luck did you watch that youtube video i sent of him playing? not yet (sighs) why do i try
0: Uh, (laughs) and i told myself i was like i should watch this before this podcast because he's gonna bring it up (laughs) but why we know my brand why fuck with it
1: (laughs) so unfortunately i haven't had the chance to see this band in concert yet um i had tickets to a show they were going to play in madison last year um, but because of covid that got canceled um so obviously that's the greatest cost of the pandemic in my opinion
0: the The biggest tragedy, I think, anyone would agree. Is that.
1: Uh, one cool thing that Sean has been doing, I think he actually just wrapped it up. Um, and I think sometimes Ben would uh, join him, but he was doing like the live from quarantine series, where he was just streaming live concerts, um, like since last March. And in the beginning, for the first several months of COVID, he was doing it almost every day, almost every night, um, which was really cool. Um, I, I checked the other day, and there were like 225 videos posted um, on that playlist on their youtube channel so that was a cool thing they did also on one of those days they he played uh, solo acoustic this album in its entirety so you know go check that out if you're interested okay so we have established what an ajj is and what an ajj does and has done uh so today we are talking about this has to be the longest intro we've ever done, Andy. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, yeah, you're killing it. <sighs> yeah, that's, you're so passionate.
1: Uh, I really like this band. Anyway, we're talking about Christmas Island. This is the band's fifth studio album. It was released May 6th of 2014, uh, released under their original problematic name. Uh, Personnel-wise, it is the same as the current lineup, except they had a different drummer. They had Deacon Bachelor on drums. Uh, they also featured Dylan Cook on mandolin. Um, and Jamie Stewart of the band Shoo Shoo uh, makes a vocal appearance on the track Coffin Dancer. So, you know, what do I say? What do I say now, Andy?
0: What are your overall thoughts on this album? Your high-level opinions?
1: Oh, well, my my high-level opinions. Um, Believe it or not, I really like it. Um, It's kind of interesting. Similar to my last nomination for Jeff Rosenstock's Worry, um, this is another one where I didn't know or realize how, quite how much I liked it until I you know, spent time preparing for this episode. Um, I don't particularly remember why I picked this album of theirs. I think I was trying to find one that didn't sound too similar to um, Rosenstock's Worry because I don't want to be too samey for the show. Um, and I, I didn't want to pick one of their really early albums because I didn't want to be too folky for you because I care about you, Andy.
0: Oh, wow. I specifically (laughs) thought of my picks for next week in complete disregard of you. Uh,
1: So yeah, uh, but anyway, my thoughts on the album, I really like this kind of followed a progression they had taken in the previous couple releases of sort of branching out musically, experimenting with some more sounds and instruments, um, which I enjoyed. Um, And obviously, as I'm sure we'll talk about in detail, in some of the track by track i i just love the lyrics i'm here for it so uh andy what did you think about this this work of art this masterpiece
0: i knew for a fact looking especially when i did my listen through with the lyrics i'm like fuck this is this is a steve lyric album you actually struck with this one because i hated it I did not like it at all. You?
1: Oh, good. (laughs) Well, I was really hoping that you weren't just gonna be like meh.
0: I I will actually now. I'm gonna redact and make you, make you, not happy because hate it is strong. It was definitely on the negative side of neutral. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just. Here's what I wrote. Eh, not digging it. Musically okay, I guess. I guess the lyrics are the thing that kick it up a notch. Parentheses, definitely a Steve choice. <laughs> and then I said, but I'm not this type of sad, so I don't get them.
1: Fair enough. I, I actually meant to read this quote. This is from a more like mixed review I found. It says, it's the kind of music that will always be polarizing, as some fans buy into it with fervor and zeal. That's me. While others cringe from the first chord, there is strangely little room for indifference or head-scratching. Are they as weird as they're trying to be? Does it really matter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that I, I kind of feel that. Of um, this is by far not the worst thing I've ever listened to, but uh, you know, I'm just like. I mean, there are several songs where I'm like, okay, I lyrically see what you're going for, like musically, nothing like pissed me off, but I was like, nothing, nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like this is actually going like you during the tigran episode that's going to be me i will have very little to contribute (laughs) Uh uh-oh
1: i'm not ready to carry the carry the team on my back this episode he's got the
0: team on his motherfucking (laughs) back (laughs) greg jennings i did recently that like popped up for some reason in some social media and i was like yeah i remember freshman year of college (laughs)
1: that's a long time ago andy
0: yeah terribly
1: all right well should we should we jump in and talk about this album in a track by track fashion just in ag in agonizing detail analyzing every every line every word
0: sure i'll start track number one temple grandin
1: (laughs) Eh, i
0: guess it has merit lyrically Actually, co- I, I said, I said actually cohesive lyrics that aren't super fucking random for no reason.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I guess musically, I like the, um, the way we just kind of get going right away. It's kind of that driving um, rhythm section just to get you hyped up for the record to come. Um Got nice piano parts going on here very prominent nice nice uh, nice, nice organ parts i think that's an i think it's a Hammond organ one of my favorite instruments Ooh, andy
0: dude yeah you love that b3 <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> is b3 <laughs> uh that's all i can see is the b3
1: um yeah you got nothing else on this one andy
0: i'm not going to lie man most most of these i'm trying to like hear them They all, all these tracks blend into one thing for me. I think there's two I can pick out because I hated them enough to remember how they sounded.
1: I'm curious to see what those will be. Um, Well, anyway, I did just think this is interesting because, so this is Temple Grandin later in the the album. We'll have Temple Grandin 2. That's T-O-O also. Uh, Do you know who Temple Grandin is, Andy?
0: I did. I looked her up.
1: I had to look her up too. I mean, way back when I first heard this. Um so yeah, some sort of inspiration for the record, I suppose, the uh the find a nicer way to kill it is kind of funny cuz I guess she is like an advocate for like more humane treatment of
0: slaughterhouses. Sla- <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. Uh anyway. Did you think anything of the way he uses like the names of Stevie Wonder and Helen Keller? Well, and, and that's why I, Well,
0: that's why I was I thought it was uh I said it has lyrical merit to me, because that, uh, and I did like the Genius lyric lookup, you know, because they give you like little tidbits. Oh, yeah. Sh- maybe shout
1: out, shout out to Genius.com.
0: Yes, yeah, straight up. But it's saying, you know, it's like, oh, that's a thing in like like rap and hip hop, you know, like like Stevie Wonder, you know, it's like you're you're blind to the haters. And then the next chorus was Helen Keller, because it's like now you're blind and deaf to the haters because. <laughs> you're just it's like you just are more adept at ignoring these people and then the last one was temple right and that was Mm -hmm. saying you're like finding a way to like to kill it to kill it (laughs) realist right you know like to deal with these people and these things and i'm like you know it it was a clear progression i mean obviously this very emotionally stable human thinks about these these lyrics (laughs) but um the first bit was a joke the last bit was true like he's obviously very thoughtful with his placement so it was a very clear heightening of intent so i'm like yeah that was nice
1: all right dog should we move on to
0: (laughs) children of god what is going on (laughs) That's all I wrote. I don't I don't remember anything. So that means I was severely underwhelmed both musically and lyrically that there wasn't even some dumb line that I could pull from.
1: I think there's lots of so I guess this this must be where we differ because like yeah, like I'm also like, what is going on? Because it's like structured like a narrative, but like it's total just like surreal nonsense basically. But like to me anyway, it is such evocative surreal nonsense like even if i don't know what is being talked about it's like it it makes you feel a feeling do i know what that feeling is i do not do i enjoy it i do i mean you got the being born police you got the blood collectors collecting blood you've got eyes as red as a dog's asshole
0: (laughs) yeah i'm not saying this didn't paint uh imagery in my mind but i didn't appreciate it enough to write anything down about it fair
1: enough yeah um, i would just say i really like the cello part on this track and i also like how the cello is used in varying different ways throughout the record like whether it's used as more of a rhythm instrument laying down a nice bed for everything else to play on top of or whether it's being used one of those as more
0: playing of a, beds <laughs> oh yeah
1: or it's being used as more of a lead instrument playing little riffs little solos i dig it shout out to the cello but if you're going to be playing the cello and singing along with it you want to do some warm-up exercises and and sing do re mi
0: do re and so alana uh, and i agreed with her but she you know she was by me while i was listening to this and she like looks up with this disgusted look on her face and she was like this is awful and i'm like yeah no because what so do, do right do re mi like solfege the scal- the mm. your scales oh this is gonna so, be some so, music's not bullshit it, no okay. it is okay. but it is but it's super jarring to hear like because he's singing the first six scale degrees but he doesn't make it to the six right he's like do re mi fa sol la ti and you're like that's not it's it was so painful to hear that. You're like, Oh my god, you are insufferable. It was oh annoying. God. Okay,
1: so like first of all, that was clearly intentional.
0: No, it was intentional, but I hated it. A lot oh of art is intentional. It doesn't oh mean you love it.
1: Like, can't you appreciate like a uh what would you call that? An inversion? A switcheroo? A, it is like, none
0: of those things. It's just it, he's it's just pulling... like, I'm going to Aww. sing these cute little things, but they don't it, it seemed like he was trying to be clever, but he just wasn't clever enough. Like, mm. he seemed smart enough that he could have. He just didn't. And so I thought it was, I actually thought it was very lazy. So, <laughs> my God. Hey, um, man, no. That is so give obnoxious. Me, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this oh this my album God. was obnoxious, so grant <laughs> me this.
1: So, uh,
0: I, I did write, I liked the cello acting like a continuo and the faux, like, 50s like 60s like kind of latin rock thing you know like mm-hmm. the, the, like i was like okay but i did write hated the do re mi not corresponding to the actual scale degrees God, that
1: is like the most obnoxious thing i've ever heard i can't handle you um, yeah so this well, song it ruined I, it <laughs> i think the song is is real pretty i like the the finger style guitar i like the cello um also this song is straight up about the Heaven's Gate cult, which is, you know, I'm into art made about creepy shit like that, so.
0: I do agree with you, though, that the song is really prettily pretty. It's very pretty in the sense that it's pretty fucked up how we didn't match those pitches. Also,
1: fun fact, I learned that the Heaven's Gate organization's website is still up and being maintained by... Um, like the two remaining members of the organization that were instructed to carry on the message after all the other members, you know, got on, their, uh, got on their spaceship. So that's fun. You can go to the website. I'll put in show notes. It looks incredible.
0: I'm kind of intrigued and terrified, like I'm going to get 90 million viruses. <laughs> it looks
1: like that. So, I mean, if you were to join the Heaven's Gate, <laughs> you might soon find yourself doing a coffin dance. Story. Let's talk about this track, Andy. I let's see this one. I like the the brushes on the drums, adds a nice feel. I think this one sort of just overall has like a real kind of somber feel musically. I also really appreciate the way the uh, third verse is delivered vocally, and that is the guest appearance uh, of of Jamie Stewart from Shoo Shoo. Yeah, once again, I think this is a really beautiful song, musically. How about you, Andy? What do you think about this song?
0: You know, I think I'll just read exactly what I wrote. Okay, question mark. I don't get it. (laughs) Interesting lyrics and vibe. So I did pick up on that though. It is a vibe. What vibe is
1: it? I don't
0: know. Is is it evocative? It is. (laughs) I feel like I should have said this up front. Just because I do not like or get, but mostly don't like most of the lyrics, does not mean I don't think they are incapable of eliciting thoughts or imagery. I... Like, this one was a pretty image-filled song, Coffin Dance. Did I get it? Obviously not. But, I saw things. (laughs) (laughs) I saw... saw, I've seen some things! (laughs)
1: Um... Yeah. One thing I just wanted to mention, because it is a a pre callback, is the line, shoot him again, because I can see his soul dancing, which is repeated throughout the song. It's apparently a quote from Some a, Nick Cage a, movie. A bad lieutenant movie. Which Bad Lieutenant will be referenced later in this album. I've never seen a bad lieutenant movie, but anyway. A bad so, lieutenant probably spends his time getting naked God, and playing with guns. I I'm on a roll.
0: And I can see the playground from the trees. What did, what, what great things did I have to say about this song? Slow and folky. I guess not bad musically. I was, oh, hold on. Again, what the fuck is up with these (laughs) lyrics? I did like the theremin, and I, and I really, I, out loud lost my shit at and will blow the little dickhead up to smithereens <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I mean, that whole whole lyrically this song was just like so fucked up and dumb but then it hit that line and like that's hilarious to hear for some reason
1: <laughs> yeah it is a fucked up song lyrically i mean because it's li- it's sung from the first person about like wanting to kill the new neighbor kid which is like I don't know for me it verges on like being too just like like shocking and offensive for the sake of it until okay get this the neighbor kid in the song is Sean he is singing the song from the mean kids in his new neighborhoods perspective this is this is confirmed by Sean so I think that that makes it a bit more sympathetic uh lyrically like it's based on a true story of him moving to a new town and you know apparently not having the warmest of welcome from the the kids in that neighborhood.
0: <laughs> uh, no sympathy. No, no. Nothing. I'm not changing. I don't know. If I if, if if I have to know that to be like, "Oh, this song is sympathetic." That's not good. It's not good writing.
1: I mean, I don't know that you have to be sympathetic with the narrator for it to be good. Like, you know, um
0: well, I guess we can still that was a wrong way to say it. It is still fucked up regardless. I mean, it, it is that is that up, is yes. that is what I meant to say.
1: Yeah. And I guess to some extent, like the fucked up-edness of the lyrics is is part of the brand for this band, particularly in the earlier music um and like more um explicitly. So, like if you're here for this band, you're into it probably, but if that's not your thing, understandably, um probably not going to dig this track.
0: You don't like shooting children? What are you?
1: <laughs> uh, it's practically America's pastime.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> you're not, because I want to rock out in my dreams.
1: Do you want to rock out in your dreams? No, you rock out in real life.
0: True. I don't know. Like again because the genius genius lyrics so it's talking about like a long distance relationship right but then also kind of like hating getting older i guess it was just this was fine i didn't i would say i was neutral maybe Mm -hmm. didn't enjoy it but like you know it's fine i didn't care about it but i really liked the line the older i get the more articulate. the more articulate i am at whining i'm like that's (laughs) that's true
1: relatable (laughs) uh one line that always cracks me up is uh you know he's talking about his rock and roll fantasy and he just says sweet dick denim jacket yeah (laughs) sweet dick denim jacket shredding a flying v that that gets me every time it's just funny like i I gotta start using sweet dick more often i do
0: think
1: i think i think musically i just like the way this one builds like it starts out just uh like synth or organ and vocals and it, it builds up throughout um and by the end you've got a bit of fuzzy guitar you got the drums doing a little march thing You got the cello coming in it kind of reminds me and this is going to be a reference that just shows how like hip and with it i am but it like feels like something that you might hear on like the wall by pink floyd a record you've definitely heard
0: i know i know of the color pink
1: oh and and of the, the male given name, Floyd.
0: Yeah, there are a couple, there's a chain of barbershops in Chicago called Floyd's Barber. So I know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, there's a Nirvana song called Floyd the Barber.
0: Mm. Hmm. Related? Who knows?
1: By the way, I maintain a notes document of the musical artists that we talk about on the show. Because <sighs> there's a document for everything.
0: This makes me want to beat the shit out of you and give you a Coca face tattoo.
1: <laughs> oh, I wish somebody would Hey dude, I hate everything you do but I'm trying really hard to
0: not hate you, you This is oh, what I wrote. I think my favorite song musically on the album. Interesting lyrics. I like the end with that major 7 chord. It's about not it's about trying not to hate yourself question mark. I don't know.
1: <laughs> or just like Dwelling on hating yourself. Yeah, this. <laughs> I think of the song as like Self Loathing, part one. Uh, because we get more self loathing later on, don't worry. Um, I, this one is really cool musically. Um, it was also kind of fun because this is a song they used to play live before this record. I, I'm sure they still play live after this record, but so it, it appears on at least one of their live albums that came out before this. Um, so I like knew that version, um, first and then hearing it like in studio. Um, they did some different things with it, which is cool. Um, I think just in terms of like the way the album is arranged, it's like a fun, like kind of rock and follow up to I want to rock out. Am I, am I giving too much credit there?
0: Um, probably, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, again, knowing nothing of this band before today, I would not put it past them to also think intensely about track order.
1: I don't know. Um, yeah, musically, I just like you mentioned it. This is one of my favorites as well. I like that fuzzy ass electric guitar. We don't get a lot of heavy guitar in this record, um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, lyrically, he just lists a bunch of shit, a, a bunch of bad stuff that he was or is. But you know, somebody's got to do it. I know my place.
0: Do you know what Which, this reminded me of? What's that? Oh, did you have another thought?
1: Um. No.
0: Okay. Well, I kind of ruined what I was going to do, but I was going to Damn say this song made me think of my best friend. Because <laughs> you're a self-loathing piece of shit. <laughs> uh, and, and don't I know it. All I wrote about this, again, I can't even think of how it sounds, is beginning sounds like some Beatles shit. Eh. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah,
1: this is probably the low point for me in the album. Um, I wrote... <laughs> sort of a conventional normie soft rock tune <laughs> musically
0: normie soft rock
1: i do once again i just like the line uh, balls deep in reality like that's just that's funny to me
0: yeah that was a good one
1: but yeah this one i don't want to dwell too much on but um i can't make a segue the next song is called linda ronstadt
0: <laughs> Shit in a museum <laughs> this is what I wrote. <laughs> we get it. you're emotionally unstable, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to shit on people that are yeah. but it's just like I feel I feel yeah, like
1: sorry, sorry, we can't all be just like totally healthy, yeah, um, you know well adjusted adults like you,
0: yeah, you know it's. It's hard to be neurotypical in a world yeah. of a neurotypical people.
1: Yeah. You just um, wouldn't know what it's like to have like any struggles or hardships.
0: <laughs> that's true. My life has been a breeze. Uh, <laughs> fucking <cakewalk. laughs> um, uh Yeah. I I was like nice bullshit cello. I said bullshit just to be funny. Like the cello is a nice thing. I think and it's a like sweet, and sweet dick cello. The, and the harpsichord at the end, a harpsichord. Now you know what that is oh man
1: two records in a row with harpsichords
0: i know how are you Whoa. how are you gonna handle this poorly i see
1: <laughs> as i do most things i just um, was
0: picturing because you're my friend that suggested this i pictured you and i were in a museum just free and you out. were just <laughs> weeping and i'm like steve see which is funny because like i was talking about this with alana and i'm like you know like I'm a very emotional person, but I feel there's a difference. Between, like the person that listens to this is like I don't talk about my shit, and all of a sudden I pay someone explodes, money yeah. to tell them about the shit. Whereas I just like listen to my Chemical Romance, and you're like this guy has feelings. <laughs>
1: Wait, which one are you?
0: I'm. I am. You're that.
1: You're the MCR guy.
0: Yeah. And hmm. you are the AJJ. I'm bottling it up until I explode in, yeah. in a museum, guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, the only other thing I want to mention in this one is a funny lyrical thing in the bridge. Um, he's using, I don't know, is it simile? Is it metaphor? I don't know. He says, It was a dog that won't stop barking, like a cut that never stops bleeding. Arizona sunsets in the early evening or a grown man inconsolably weeping. I just think it's kind of funny that like the last item is just literally what it was. That's kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Hey, sometimes sometimes that's what you need. Just like, this is literally what I just sang. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was like doing a podcast with Andy.
0: Yeah, there's actually a cool half an hour of weeping in any one episode that has to get cut out.
1: (laughs) Andy, you just say such cruel things to me
0: it kind of makes you wish for just deathlessness damn it i
1: think it would make me wish
0: for the no because you want to reckon you want to deathlessness no you want to reconcile with me so you can't be death wait yeah you want to be deathless that's why you want to stay alive okay the like to outlive you <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... one final fuck you yeah so i can stop dealing with your bullshit Speaking of bullshit, this song "Deathlessness." Has, I, I wrote "Train Beat with Brushes." That's all I wrote. Wait, say that again. A "Train Beat," like the ch- k- oh, okay. ch- k- 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 with brushes. That's all I got. Okay.
1: Was did hmm. you said there were two songs that you hated most? Is this one of them?
0: Uh, it must have been. Oh, it was for sure, just like that Do Re Mi one.
1: I can't. I still. I. Like, I don't think I can ever forgive you for, for thinking that thing.
0: You mean trying to be fucking clever, but it wasn't clever? I think I just called <laughs> him out on being not clever and you you can't handle that.
1: It's irony, Andy. It's when you take like, forgo- things.
0: Sorry, I forgot that's ironic folk music. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs>
1: um Yeah, you know, I like the string. I don't know if it's cello or if they brought in other strings at the end of this one because I don't really know what a cello's range is, but there's like a (laughs) nice musical outro solo. But other than that, yeah, not my favorite song on
0: on the record. little little
1: country twang sound.
0: Country twang. Well, clever segue for Temple Grandin 2. It's tragic life. So let's be Temple Grandin for the night. A hug without a human is all right. We'll find a Temple Grandin way also. To make it die. Much sad, much emotion. That's what I wrote.
1: Right. Yeah man. there was a few nights ago, I had a couple drinks. I was listening to some music, having some having some Linda Ronstant moments. <laughs> and this was definitely one of the songs. There was some there was some Phoebe Bridgers. there was some AJJ. It's a good time. <laughs>
0: That sounds like an awful time. Like I, no, no. no I almost wish you would have reached out to me. No, that sounds like that's a, that's one step removed from a crisis.
1: <laughs> it wasn't sad times. It was fine. Everything's fine. Um. Anyway, you got no other thoughts on this one?
0: Absolutely none.
1: I would say I like um. As a fan of this kind of music, I like that this is sort of just a good old-fashioned folksy sound and song, kind of a throwback to their earlier work. Um, it's very stripped down, just guitar and vocals, little cello going on there. Um, I like the way, obviously, it calls back to the opening track, Temple Grandin Part One. I almost thought this should have been the last track. Not that Track Twelve shouldn't have been on the record, but that they maybe should have been flipped or something, or that the, I, I thought this would have made sense at the very end, but. This track isn't at the very end. uh Track 12, "Angel of Death," sure is. This song fucking rocks.
0: Well, let me read you exactly what I wrote. All right, I guess. That's a closer. <laughs> High praise. Yeah.
1: I think I can't quite put my finger on it, but like musically, this one really just like grooves for me. Like I find myself bop into this one. More than the other ones,
0: I am glad you somehow found joy in this hot mess of emotions. <laughs> Not this song in particular, like the album, just the <laughs> record overall.
1: This is, I would say, this is um, self-loathing. The song part two, because we just get another list of of dumb things that the narrator says he is.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's that like my lack of appreciation for this this album comes from just being so well adjusted so much that I, I am cognizant and aware of my own self-loathing I don't need to take on someone else's Like I, it's like I have my own shit I don't need to be I don't need to be your level of sad as well
1: um, sometimes it's nice to hear someone put things into words that maybe you can't
0: yeah have you listened to my chemical romance I'm not okay
1: Yeah, I'm not a 15-year-old scenester. Mm. Is that the right word? I don't know. Let me Google that. scene Yeah, whatever. Um, Let's see. I like the bit lyrically. I'm the total gym. I'm the salad glove. I'm the slap chop. I'm the forever (laughs) lacy. I I just agree with everything there. I am the salad glove. Did you know that Forever Lazy is a brand of adult onesies and footed pajamas? That tracks. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought he was just saying, like, I am Forever Lazy. Oh. um,
0: Oh, I was looking at the lyrics and I saw the TM after it. So I'm like, this is is a thing.
1: Um, Do you know what the salad glove is?
0: Mm, Isn't it a salad tossing glove?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a... (laughs) So this is another callback to an earlier AJJ song where they talk about buying a salad glove. It's just a fictional product they made up. It is a, a glove that you wear to get the last bits of salad off the side of the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I think you can buy it from their store. Um, Okay, sorry, the very last thing I'll talk about on on this whole record lyrically. Um, Towards the end of this track, he says, I'm the nuclear test Operation Dominic that gave my grandfather cancer. Um, So I looked into this. Operation Dominic. Do you know where that took place?
0: Arizona? Nevada? Christmas
1: Christmas Island.
0: Oh, ooh. Full circle.
1: So, like, tying together that lyric with the name of the album, I don't know what that means. I don't know, like what the overall theme of this is. Um, but Operation Dominic seemed pretty fucked up. A lot of service members got sick and also they like didn't evacuate the local population from the South Pacific Island while they were doing these tests. Um I mean surprise surprise. Um so you know there were issues. Um anyway, yeah. Fun facts so fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> well Andy, I'm glad that even though you clearly did not enjoy this one iota um i'm glad you you know powered through you were a trooper came along for the ride with me
0: you know it was fun not being on the same page and in that spirit i have ideas we'll get to it later
1: (laughs) yeah i think this is probably the most contentious episode we've had uh, since i think probably both of our unreleased test episodes
0: yeah I feel like you hated Tudor Cinema Club more than my indifference to Fontaine's DC. Yeah. Which well, I listened to a tune by them today for no reason. Mm. Um,
1: yes. I, I, I have had um, uh, the internet and Tigran in the rotation still. So thank uh, you for that.
0: Erotic. Well, do you have any idea for a, a, it's that time? It's that time where we it rate this, this peak of art, this high yeah. art. by the way
1: by the way people um look at the show notes okay i probably should have said this earlier but you know we've got a spreadsheet where we keep track of all these (laughs) ratings we've got
0: (laughs) i hate you so much (laughs) much.
1: we've got links to playlists we've got links to your homework we've got links to where you can buy or stream uh, the music that we talk about i've got links to all andy's projects and social medias look at the show notes but if you're using apple Podcasts, the links are all broken because apple doesn't know how to do podcasts so uh use a real podcast player and you should be good anyway (laughs) um andy i have a couple of um ideas for scales for rating scales Um, the first one is salad gloves uh the second one is obscure references Um...
0: oh i thought
1: i thought that second would have gotten a reaction out of you
0: um I am thinking of
1: Yeah, d- did you have any uh suggestions?
0: Oh, I was gonna say therapy sessions. Uh but <laughs> I think I like salad gloves.
1: Salad gloves. Alright. Uh so who goes first? I think I think the non nominator goes first.
0: Um uh, I don't
1: it doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: Well I think you should go first. Alright. Yeah, because we want to end on a clearly better note than uh what i am i again not the worst thing i've ever listened to but so like right like two and a half is neutral so i gotta give it a two like it was just barely like i will more than likely never listen to this ever again um unless you were to be like listen like this is something i like upon further evaluation of lyrics you would be like (laughs) this is the shit um thank you also for sending me that (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah and again it's and it's also just it was it was doomed from the start for me right like i'm not super into folky things and even if it was ironic anti-folk um
1: (laughs) yeah that's why i tried to pick one of the records that wasn't like straight up just like folk punk um but clearly i failed
0: in the most erotic fashion. Yeah. How many salad gloves would you give this bad boy? I I was going to quote. It's like, Andy, this is thinking music. This is crying <laughs> music. This is lyrical whiskey drinking music. <laughs> <laughs> Have I said that uh, for my previous two? That's records? what you said about Phoebe Bridgers or better uh, ability. Uh, okay.
1: Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I've I've thought long and hard about this. I've deliberated. I've consulted with my confidants, um, the elders. Uh, The eldritch terrors. I have entered various pieces of data into the algorithm, and I am going to rate this a four and a half salad gloves out of five. Yeah, I really like
0: it. Hey, you're allowed to like whatever the hell you want.
1: Yeah, I mean just listen to it like ten more times, then it might start to click.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, get like really sad. <laughs> maybe uh, I'll yeah. have like a breakdown in a very public area and then I'll just immediately be like, I gotta cop I gotta get on Spotify and listen to this right now. <laughs> or
1: maybe just like have empathy for your fellow human, you know? That might help with your enjoyment of this record.
0: I told you. I don't need a record to feel empathy. (laughs) I just have it as a human being.
1: (laughs) Hmm.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Weird.
1: But you don't, you just don't want to wallow in it. You don't want to be constantly reminded of like how, how bad everything is and how sad everyone is. Yeah.
0: Do you ever just think about how the world, like the universe is expanding and we don't know what's happening and the world's going to explode. I don't need to add AJJ to my list of worries.
1: (laughs) So I guess that's the difference between you and I is, I need you're, to You're you're really the one hiding from your feelings and burying things because you're just trying to to not not look straight in the fucking eyes.
0: No, I do that every day. I just go to random worried people on the street. <laughs> I'm just like, you look very concerned. I realize later it's because I've been shaking them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Andy.
0: We are running long. So
1: we've talked about the record. We've talked about the band. We've rated it. Oh, um, I
0: one of us has really talked about this band,
1: so I think it's time for you to give me and the listeners who are hopefully still with us uh, <laughs> some
0: homework. All right, man. Do you want to get? I'm gonna do the thing you did. Do you want to get funky? Do you want to get groovy, or do you want to just have a wildin' time? Can
1: you define wildin'?
0: It's it's. It's like both it's groovy and funky. It's a oh, bop. Well, it kills. I want to I want to wild out with you. All right. I want to wild out with my dreams. Uh The album is Igor by Tyler the Creator. <laughs> cool. Do you want to give a, a little teaser, a little quick one sentence? Um this was his he just had an a album come out literally a couple days ago. So this is his penultimate studio release. Um but it is, God, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but the album, it's a concept album, right? Like, it's a story. The whole album's cool. a story.
1: Awesome. I am excited for that.
0: I don't think I've ever listened to anything by Tyler, the creator. Mm. I'm excited. So, there's yeah. surprising yeah, no one. There is a huge chance that it's going <laughs> to replicate this episode, but we're going to swap seats.
1: <laughs> no, I'm open-minded, you know? Are you? <laughs> uh. No, only on the important things. Um. All right. Well, I will listen to Igor. You listening at home should listen to Igor, and join us in a couple weeks' time to, I don't know, hear us say what we think about it. Yeah. I guess I, I don't know why you would
0: want to. Do Has that, anyone but, hit hit uh, you up with like this is something I want you to address? <laughs> Any thoughts or concerns? No. I'm shocked. I thought we were very popular.
1: No. We are just the right amount of popular, so please don't rate us. Don't tell a friend about us. Don't spread the word. Don't even follow us on social.
0: Just just, just listen to our voices.
1: Yeah. We we just want you we as just you are. We want you. Okay, Andy, do you want to plug any of your other cool stuff?
0: Yo, just f- uh, fol- f- follow my stuff if you want. You can check out my horror podcast at we die first you can check out this other one (laughs) excuse me i have a master's i don't know what any of the social is for that you can check out my own personal twitter or instagram at andrew underscore on underscore drums both the same now
1: nice it'll all be in show notes the show notes you should check them out I work on them.
0: You should. Steve doesn't want you to follow any of his life, but he does want no. you to see his life's work.
1: Yeah, I don't want my labor to go to waste. So, all right, Andy, that feels like a podcast. Hell yeah. Are we done here?
0: That's it. I think we can call it. All right. Bye, Andy. Goodbye, Bye everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm a video store clerk in- Prepare to die. Bad Lieutenant 2 is the greatest movie
1: ever. I always get so nervous between, before these, Andy. So nervous.